It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. We ain't nothing but some true joy and Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the worldwide phenomenon known as the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast being brought to you on this Monday, the 21st, coming to you at 7.30 Pacific time, coming from Central California's District of Hanford, California, in the San Joaquin Valley. Also with the tag team partner coming from Houston, Texas, we are coming out here to bring the big preview of a fight that many people would call a joke. A lot of people that are on the UFC MMA side would call the ch- the passing of the torch. Another preview of a legend from my side of the flag coming from Puerto Rico with Miguel Cotto and Yoshiro Kamagai. But we can't talk about any of that without giving the props that were just given to a man who put on a Showtime effort, which really didn't seem like it was too much effort, a Showtime performance, I would rather say, for a big-time player like Terrence Bud Crawford after making easy work of Julius Ndongo on ESPN last weekend. And I came on the show hyping it up, maybe not as much as my man Willa was, because I felt a certain way about this fight but I didn't want to let my bias, negligence, and personal opinion cloud the perception of what boxing fans would think of me being so negative towards, so one-sided towards. A lot of people don't know this, that after the show ended on last air, last week's uh, podcast, I told Willa via text message that, you know, I just don't think this fight is going to be all that, but I'm hyping it for the people because it's ESPN. It's a chance to get Bud Crawford's name out there. It's a chance for people to realize how good this guy really is for which true boxing heads already know how good Terrence Bud Crawford is. He's He's got every box checked in the attributes and skills department. But I didn't want to shit on the fight. I wanted people to enjoy it for what it was worth. Yeah. Some people could look at it and say Terrence Crawford is a monster. Some people, which we call casuals, will look at it and say, who's this guy? 
oh, but he's fighting a, a, another champion who's also undefeated, who's a lot bigger than he is, has more range. Let's see how this works out. Ended up being worked out like easy work. The boxing world has been shifting this year. 2017 has been a year in which we wish we had for 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, down the line. But this year has been special. I've had my complaints on the emergency podcast for things I wanted to see happen. And it looks like those things I've been complaining about are eventually about to come to fruition with another subject that might be brought to you apart, whether it's a December 9th date, which I cannot confirm or deny, but there is smoke. And I am one to believe where there's smoke, there is fire. It all just turns out to see how everything works out at the end of the day. When you're talking about a guy like Bob Arum, who's been doing this for so long that some people look at him as Bob Arum. Some people look at him as Rob Arum. Some people look at him as the Bob father. A man who's been doing this for a very long time. Old money is always going to run boxing. New money gets pushed out from the promoter standpoint. But we'll see how that works out moving towards the future because we are moving towards the future in boxing. Transcendent-wise, when it comes to young stars that are possibly going to be grabbing the torch, taking the reins, strapping up and doing what those that have paved the way before them gave the pathway to do. Young guys in the heavyweight division, such as Anthony Joshua, young guys in the welterweight division, such as Earl Spence. There's always going to be the next man up, no matter what. In life, there's always going to be somebody that is capable to replace you, no matter what. In any sport you look at, football, basketball, baseball, you'll say there'll never be another Michael Jordan. But then a guy named LeBron James was born, which a lot of people would probably have a big argument about that. But there's always going to be somebody else, Kobe Bryant. There's always going to be, when they said there would never be a, a clutch quarterback like Joe Montana, Tom Brady came, Aaron Rodgers. Sure, they don't have the similar acolytes when you talk about rings to go for it, but I'm just saying when it comes to the sport, there's always going to be somebody that is going to be breathing down your neck no matter what. And 2017 might be one of those years that will be pin drop for boxing as far as the changing of the way. Changing of the way, I thought, was going to be when the Cold War ended, but it didn't work out that way. It was progression. It was a step forward but it's really coming into its entirety of this year in boxing. Really makes me wonder what 2018 has in store. But we got so much to talk about today. And I don't want to put any kind of salt on what's been going on or put over too much of what's been going on. We should just enjoy it for what it's worth. A lot of people want to A lot of people in this world today want to hate on what's given. 
I fall in that category certain time to time. It just happens with us being fans. But more more so, another side of me likes to appreciate what we have at the moment. And at the moment, we have a pay-per-view that's going to be costing people a lot of money, the most streamed event of all time for those with the Cody. Those in Inglewood, California, who will consider themselves real boxing fans, going to a Miguel Cotto Camagai fight instead of wasting their time watching one of the best fighters in the last 18 years go against a man who has no boxing experience, a complete novice. But I got to talk to my main guy, my main man. We've been holding the championship from the tag team division in podcasting for a very long time now. I don't think there's been a, a two-man crew that could compete with us when it comes to the sport of boxing. So I got to take it to my dude, who I know is coming off that Vegas life, having a really good time. And I know he's pumped up, ready to see Mayweather get this work, or McGregor get this work, I should say. Mayweather put in this work. And I got to see what's good with my main man, D. Willa Wilson, a.k.a. Willa the King. Willa, it's a 2015 reigning podcast correspondent rookie of the year, and we are the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast, and let's give it to the people the way they really want to see this shit go down. Raw, uncensored, no shortcuts, no playlist, shooting from the hip, so to speak. D. Willa Wilson, talk to me, my man. RC, RC, what's popping, man? Uh, oh, I don't you, I don't know where you were going with that uh, with your intro. I don't know if you were upset, are you mad? You are, you know. You did call me after the uh, podcast last week. And you let me know, you know, you really didn't think it was good. It was going to be a good fight, and I told him, you know, as you know, the tag team champions of boxing podcast talk, we've always got to keep it 100. In fact, we need to keep it 1,000% at all times. So as the fan, as a fan of you and as a, the, the fans on the show, we want you to keep it real with this RC. If you don't feel it, let us know, you know, and, uh, and we'll take it from there. But no matter how easy that crop that uh, – that Crawford and Dago fight was, no matter how much, how lopsided it was, no matter how bad you thought it was going to be, which it was, that was history in the making. We got to see history. We got to see the third guy to get all four belts. And really, he's, he's really the second guy to get all four belts and really put in the work because Jermaine Taylor just won on by beating Hopkins, right? Hopkins had to get, get the belt, put in the work to get all the belts, and he lost to Jermaine Taylor. And so Taylor got to be undisputed, but he didn't really put in that hard work. You see what I'm saying? Like what Crawford did, or like Hopkins did, um, to get all the four belts. Oh, yeah, so Crawford, 100%. Crawford did it. Yeah, Crawford is a – we've got to see history. We've got to see Bud Crawford go to the number two powerful pound boxer in the game. We got to see 
the future. And no matter how, just like uh, Lomachenko's fight uh, a couple of weeks ago, this was on ESPN, and it was about looking good. It was about people what they wanted, and that's what he did. Gave that, gave that board right hand to the gut. That's all she wrote. Another African bites the dust. He's out of there. Um, <laughs> had, did you see that the crowd was the crowd was so in love with some hometown hero out there? They stayed the whole time. Nobody left after the knockout. They were loud. You know, Terrence Crawford is now. Um, he's not the future anymore. He is boxing. Not he's not boxing by himself, but he's he's you know he's the like I said number two pound for pound boxer in the game. And um, much respect to Dagu. He got he got two belts. No, yeah, but. He really didn't just have it. So, um, so it seems like you were trying to, even though the, the fight was whack, it is you weren't giving it. I don't think we were giving it that what it really truly deserved. We saw history, Arthur. No matter if it was easy work, that's how just how good it is. Um, we saw history. Crawford is now the number two pound for pound, um, and hopefully a lot of people got to see it. I didn't get to look at the numbers. But hopefully a lot of people got to see it, like they got to see Lomachenko. And those two guys there on free TV, um, those guys there on free TV are what the people want to see, and the people got to see it. So so hopefully, so hopefully, um, I'm sorry. Hopefully, a lot of people got to see my bad. Hopefully, a lot of people got to see the uh, fight, and they got to, you know. So, I'm uh, you know, I'm I'm proud of Bud Crawford and what he did, no matter if it was easy work or not. So, let's uh, you know, it is what it is. So, I, I when we talk about it, when you talk about it, RC. Make sure you let the people know that history was made. I don't think you said that once. We saw history, and we're seeing Bud Crawford might be the best young boxer in the game today. 100%, man. I didn't want to come off sounding angry or anything like that. I was just much so in the mood of how boxing fans are for what they would call a big week preview show for McGregor, May, Mayweather, McGregor, let's say it properly. But when it comes down to it, Terrence Bud Crawford got all the credit in the world for me when the fight was over. I actually look at him as thinking, is this guy the best fighter in the world? When this fight happened, he took zero damage in this fight. He took maybe two hooks, nothing to worry about. I mean, he's in the probably the best position of any boxer who had a big fight ever as far as taking zero damage. No problem whatsoever with this guy. I mean, he came in and did it, need I mind you all, he did it going southpaw from the entire jump, fighting from a secondary position, which is not his primary from an orthodox standpoint. He came out fighting southpaw with this man bigger than him. He had the range, he had the length when it came to the, the, the arm length and the width, but uh, he was definitely looking up to Ndongo, and, and you, know, um, you know, as soon as the jump, man, as soon as it started off from the jump, one guy looked stiff and uncomfortable, and one guy looked comfortable, 
and ready to throw bombs. And Bud Crawford, as soon as he heard him in that second round, I think if you gave him 20, 30 more seconds, it would have been a second-round knockout. I mean, Bud Crawford is ready for showtime. Lomachenko, not to pour any salt on the guy, but toying around with the man, not putting your most precise punch to a guy to put him out. Let's not forget, Lomachenko missed a lot of shots in that fight. He definitely missed shots and took shots, which were unnecessary to take. Bud Crawford came out unscathed. Lomachenko had a funny eye looking, looking red. So, hey, and yeah, you could probably say that, hey, he's a light-skinned dude. Any shots he's going to take might leave a mark. Bud Crawford, even if he did take shots, you probably couldn't really tell. I mean, you could give that bullshit if you want, the fake news agenda. But Bud Crawford didn't take anything from significant damage, and he let him know who was boss from the very first round. Terrence Crawford, man, he came out appropriate, showtime type. I really enjoyed it coming through the crowd. As you mentioned, the crowd was going nuts. You know, when I was looking at the stadium there or the arena, it was looking like a goddamn WrestleMania for how hyped the crowd was. Bud Crawford can sell a goddamn crowd, man, in the uh, Nebraska Cornhusker faithful oh, that were wow. out there. Well, no, but the faithful that was out there in, in Omaha, they were definitely out there. And I mean, yeah, it was, it was definitely and, WrestleMania. It was. It did have that <laughs> WrestleMania feel. They were hyped. He had the crowd oh, hyped. Yeah. That guy out. They were hyped. Knocked him down. They were hyped, man. You know, you you said is he the best boxer in the world? We can't we can't disrespect Andre Ward. He's not the best boxer in the world, you know. And there's a lot of people he that say he takes shots. Yep, and he should. He's the young bull. But, you know, they're both, uh, I think they're both, are they both 32 and 0? Um, I'm not really, I should be. Andre has, a, he, doesn't have his, he doesn't have as many wins. But he's, uh, oh. yeah, I think Andre's around 26, something like that. Let me, let me check on that just so I don't sound like a dumb uh, fuck, but. Yeah, no, I think they're both close to like 30, 32 or 33, they're, you know. Yeah, so I think they're the both the same. same. Sure. Uh, yeah, and um, Crawford's got more knockouts. Um, but he hasn't faced that type of, that type of uh, opponent. So, you know, uh, people say we, we take shots at Lomachenko, and you just did. And that's, you know, oh, yeah. we're going to keep it fair. I'm going to keep it fair for Lomachenko because we're going to have to, you know, to be a – a good show. We're going to have to keep it fair and balanced. So, Lomachenko needed to do what he did last week. He looked excellent. He did play around with him. He might have did better. You know, he might have gave a better showing than Bud Crawford did um, uh, last night just because people got to see it. People were amazed when they saw Lomachenko. We can't hate on that, even though he was fighting the ball. Uh, Crawford came out One, there. Yeah. Came on the great yeah. You know, Crawford fought a bum also, but he knocked him out, And but this was history. So, so if he, you know, again, I have him as the number two. We're not going to say he's the best, but it's going to be similar to when Ward was coming up and Floyd was the man, but it was like maybe Ward really 
could be the best. So, you know, as long as Ward's around and he's going he's gonna to be number one, and, you know, these other guys want to fight for it. And I think Crawford will be um, up there. Also, my man Michael Garcia will be up there real soon at probably number three. So. So, all right. So. Uh, no, no, he, uh, no, he, uh, he made work. He made work, no doubt, no doubt. Terrence Crawford and and all that, and then Andre Ward. I, I mentioned last week, Andre Ward is my number one guy, pound for pound. You know, realistically, he's the guy, um, crusher killing. But when it comes to what have you done for me lately, that was his first knockout in a while. Um, and Terrence Bud Crawford's been finishing guys. You know, not toying with them. He could have. He definitely could have toyed with Ndongo if he wanted to. But Bud Crawford looked like he he just wanted to get some easy work and get him out yeah, of there real quick. Yeah, yeah, he's but got that Crawford goon in him, you know. Uh, uh, right. He's 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 got that goon in him, you know. He's got that goon in him that a lot of fighters uh, sometimes tend to lack. And when it comes to a guy like Lomachenko, he he definitely don't have no goon in him. He's got a lot of cute shit in him. He he's got that cute fighting style who struggles with rugged fighters which is the reason he lost to Orlando Salido, a rough, rugged fighter. But if you throw Bud Crawford in there, hey, man, um, that's, a, that's a goon right there. He could, he could adapt to any kind of fighting style somebody's putting out there. You know, was uh, struggling a little bit for the first five rounds with Gamboa, but he made adjustments, and there it is. Um, you know, uh, he, he, he's definitely a force to be reckoned with, and he's talking about possibly moving up. What I want to see right now is you mentioned your boy Mikey Garcia. I think it's time. People are talking about big fights. We're talking about, um, you know, Earl Spence, Keith Thurman. We're talking about Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder. We're talking about Lomachenko against Rigondeaux. But I think the fight that should really be made, mentioned a while back from Irish Patty Cronin was the Mikey Garcia Terrence Bud Crawford fight. I think that's the fight that needs to go down now. But um, uh, you know, I know we got uh, some calls coming in right now, so let's go to uh, the ambassador of the cell block and let's see what my man Janelle has got to say about this fight because I know he's been licking his chops to get on the show talking about what's really going on. So uh, Janelle, if you're there, my man. Talk to us. You're on the outside of the boxing podcast. What's going on, man? Uh-oh. Oh, man. Hey, Janelle. Janelle, Janelle, we had to cut you off. We couldn't hear you, man. Your uh, your um, phone sounds crazy. Let's see if you can call right back, man. Uh, get out. Get out. Those, the, uh, alley. <laughs> those, uh, those phones in prison don't really work as good as they used to. He's yeah. uh, hey, not pretty bad hey, right there. Hey, on Mikey Garcia yes, sir. versus Bud Crawford, that does not need to be made. That is a you don't think that so. is going to be no. Check this out. In in uh, three four years, that is going to be a mega fight. That's going to be a Pacquiao Mayweather. That is, so they don't need to do it right oh, now. Oh, okay. These guys are about I see to, what you're doing there. I see what you're doing to, there. Right, these guys are about to be number two and three, or by that time, we'll probably be done. Number one and two are one and three fighters. Right, right. Game. So, and like you said, uh, Pacquiao, I think uh, Manny Pacquiao, I think they're going to fight again in uh, Australia, fight Horn. 
But be right, right. Be uh, ready to see Pacquiao lose again, and uh, because he's already been uh, a, a sacrifice. So be prepared Watch to see him lose again. Be prepared to see Bud Crawford go in there and beat whoever and become a welterweight champion. And and man, if he, we're gonna see that's great fights. Once he moves up there, that's great fights. You know. So I think we got. Are you making another prediction, Willa? Are you making another big prediction that this will be the next Mayweather-Pacquiao-type fight down the line? I mean, I never really thought of it like that, but now that you mention it, if you both – I mean, Garcia's going to build up. He's looking good. Crawford's going to build up, depending on who they put him in with moving forward. But if they both build up with no L's for the next two years, you might be on to something, my man. Yeah, no, and this is black versus Mexican – this is what boxing. This is really what boxing is about, you know. And I, I can see that being a mega fight. One hundred percent. And you know, I could, yeah. So like I said, I think we got Janelle back. Let's see if he's, uh, if he got off the Puerto Rican Boost Mobile. Hello. Why's it gotta be Puerto Rican, man? All right. There you go. <laughs> hey, hey, there you go, Janelle. We hear you. What's going on, Janelle? The ambassador of the Cell Block. Talk to us, my man. What's really good? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to comment as far as each other was talking about the Mikey Garcia, Terrence Crawford fight. I don't think that fight's going to happen. I don't think neither fight is going to stay at 140. I think Garcia was just a, 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 a going for that fight. But the fight I'd love to see from both guys, I'd like to see Terrence Crawford test the waters at 147. And him and Danny Garcia, I think that would be a good uh, a fight for him. Maybe the Garcia comes for loss, might not want that fight right now, but I think it's time for him to move up. I mean, at the weigh-in, he looks like shit. You know, I think he's sucking too much weight to drop the 140. And let's now he's at And Mikey Garcia, I think he's he's more iron Lomachenko. I think that's not on that fight. I think that fight is imminent. Um, he called him out, uh, Lomachenko. Um, personally, I think I think Bob Aaron is going to be careful putting him in the ring. Uh, we rigging out or Mikey Garcia. I think Lomachenko wants to fight, but I think Bob Aaron. Uh, Especially Rigondeaux, because Rigondeaux already ruined like one of his like, guys some years ago in Donero and lost millions. I think of course. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think it's still animosity there for uh, Bob Aaron and Rigondeaux just for that one situation. I think he's going to match all of us to go up um, uh, very carefully. I'm going to put him in a little too skilled guys. But Mike, you guys see it? I think it's good at 135. I would love that fight. I don't see Garcia staying at 140. I don't see it happening. Not right. Not in the moment. He's not going to be at the moment. But he's even, but Janelle, but Janelle, Janelle, he's even talking about moving up to 147 for Keith Thurman if Keith Thurman's about it. And, I mean, the video on YouTube that's out there when he's getting interviewed by that fucking Ellie Fetchback annoying ass. Oh, I, like, time threw it at me, and I was like, no way Mikey Garcia is serious. Oh, I looked it up, and Mikey Garcia seems serious as fuck. That he wants to fight Keith Thurman I mean, at 147 if he can't get a good fight. His handler's not going to do that. Trust me. His handler's, I mean, the fighter says, but the handler's, I mean, they're the ones that, I mean, they don't want to lose that also. Uh, he go up there and get knocked out by Thurman on Spence. It's, gonna, it's, like, it's like the whole Kelly Brook, Triple G thing. Um, Triple G basically ruined the man's career. Yeah, I mean, it's a Kelly Brook who's never right, the same right. fighter again. So, of course, that's not going to happen. I mean, he's not going to fight Thurman anytime soon. Trust me. Even if he wants it, his handlers won't allow it. Because it'll be hazardous. It was rumored that a uh, uh, Vargas um a uh, Vargas handlers are uh, regret um I uh, never really wanted him to fight Tito and you see why 
And after that fight, he was never the same. But Vargas wanted to fight so bad, and, and he got it. And that was the end of his career. So it was like, guys, you know what I'm saying? I think you better be careful what you get your stuff into. You know what I'm saying? Now, for better. Oh, uh, definitely, Bud definitely. Uh, Bud Crawford now, okay, now. Uh, oh, yeah, he got other uh, power for 147. See how I'm happy to take the shots at 147. That's a different story. But Garcia, I definitely see Garcia getting knocked out if he fights seven, eight times soon. I don't think he, he – just, he, he, he just stay away from 147 right now. I mean, two, three years, who knows? But right now, I don't think he's physically strong enough for 147. It comes to it comes to a point where si- uh, size and strength does matter. I don't care how skilled you are. It comes to a point where size and strength does matter, and it will matter for him at one forty-seven. He's gonna get crushed. So you Janelle, don't think you don't think? Were you on when um, when I said that this would this fight would would happen in three years and it would be a mega fight? Did you hear me say that, or were you on? I mean, but Turner might not even be a both in three years. No, 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 no. I'm talking about no. I'm talking about Crawford versus Garcia. Oh, for three years. I'm down the road. Who knows? I mean, I mean, Buzz is a pretty big guy, man. Maybe I think he might even grow out of 147. That was a big dude, man. He's a big dude. No, he is. But but Floyd, but Floyd was bigger than Manny Pacquiao in that fight for a mega fight. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know, I don't think he can beat Buzz I mean, Crawford. Those are the ones lifetime generation fighters. Those are the ones lifetime guys. I mean, I don't think he's a guy. Huh? What? You don't think this? You, so oh, you don't think these are once in a you don't think these are once in a lifetime uh, boxers? But Crawford's just an average boxer. No, no, oh, no, he's above average. I'm just saying. I mean, uh, I don't. You talk, don't talking about next level, Janelle? Even in three years. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that Crawford in three years he might grow out of one forty seven. He's a pretty big dude, man. He's a big guy. I and mean, who knows if both guys could not be in three years. If guys still be undefeated, undefeated. In three years, I mean, I mean, who knows? They who will. knows what's gonna happen? Who knows? I just don't think they're gonna build that fight up anytime soon. I mean, that fight no, is not gonna happen. But At one point, that fight was gonna happen. Yeah, but we also got to remember and take with a grain of salt that you also said the Triple G Canelo wasn't wasn't gonna happen. So you know, no, no, I not say that. No, I I not say that. But I said that uh, Delahoy would wait it out and wait for him to slow down a bit, and which exactly did happen. That's what I said was going to happen. And Triple G is uh, slowing okay. down. This is why I took the fight so quick. I mean, he saw how the last two fights, I mean, he showed, he showed flaws, but maybe his age kept him up. It's catching up with him. And I don't care what says. Uh, Jacob took him out of him. And this is why I'm picking him down on this fight. And if I had, like, like a two, three years ago, or three years ago, I would do it easily. But you have to get slowed down right now. And Canelo has gotten better in the past. So I, I, you I, might I, be right, you know, Janelle. You might be right on that. I'm mean, Delahoy is no fool, man. He knew what he was. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He waited for them to get beat up and slow. I mean, I'm not beat up, but it's gonna have some difficult fights here and there. And, and that's what happened. And the process, Canelo has gotten bigger and stronger. He's still young as hell. He's not even 30 years old yet. So you know what I mean? Uh, time. I, I, mean, I think he had. Yeah, he had guys, you know what I'm saying, give him hard fights, and now he's, he looks like he's slowing down a bit, and Canelo has gotten bigger and stronger and, and a bit better. It's always one like Canelo in this fight. If it was two years ago, I think Triple G would have dusted him off quickly, easily. And there it is from the ambassador of the cell block. You know, a lot of people think that some of us just 
be talking off top, but I think that if you look up the Outsiders of Boxing podcast compared to any other podcast, I I think we'd be able to beat the shit out of anybody who's podcasting in boxing as far as all of us. I mean, shit. We got Willa. He's the heavy dog. He's the big dog. Janelle's fighting already. I stays in shape. I'm still waiting for my fight with Patty Cronin. We got a four-round sparring session that never got to go off. If you listen to the the archives of the other podcasts we used to be a part of, I think we know what we're talking about when it comes here. Uh, As we mentioned about the fight that just happened with Terrence Crawford and Ndongo, I wasn't sold on it one bit. Figured it would end in five. Ended earlier. Uh, Shit, man. It was a... it was a it was a good fight, you know. When it comes to the the way that top rank, this is great. This is great. I complained about boxing on an emergency podcast not too long ago, but now we have top rank did a really good job making this deal with ESPN. Uh, Joe Tessitore, hats off to that man. He's been doing a really good job with Friday night fights, and when Al Heyman and the PBC bought out Friday night fights, and basically put fights that we should be seeing Friday nights on uh, Spike Television or Bounce TV, which you had the Robert Easter fight on a double occasion. It's good to have fights back on ESPN, man, regardless of how you see it. I know people don't like hearing Stephen A. Smith call boxing matches because he's terrible, but it's good to have fights back on ESPN for the casual view to get this shit going again, man, because uh, one thing I complained about was UFC's numbers that they were reeling in is because they're more so casual friendly. And no matter how you put it, point blank period, to have the casual fans involved in the sport is a good thing. So I know definitely Pacquiao did big numbers with Jeff Horn. I know Lomachenko did big numbers against Bum Boy. And I really hope, I haven't seen the numbers at this point, but I really hope Terrence Crawford did big numbers, in which I think he did because this is a fight that had a lot of history on the line, as Will had mentioned. So he definitely should have got a lot of credit due for what he did. And to do it in a Showtime fashion, the way he finished, not only came, not only finished, but came out to the ring, such as a Roman Reigns in the WWE coming through the crowd, it was something special something that we haven't really seen much of for, as far as when it comes to a ring walk. And then when it came to the shot that ended the fight, the body shot that sounded like a shotgun went off in the building, well, that's Terrence Bud Crawford, and that's why he is undisputed. No questions about it. You can't name a fighter at 140 that can mess with this man. Nobody in the junior welterweight division that can mess with this man. Terrence Bud Crawford is the guy. All the straps, ring magazine, lineal, he has it all. Will he move up to 147? That remains to be seen. I'm not 100% on that. You got guys out there at the 147, just to name the few, let's say if we name uh, top five and the, the, the back end of the five being a default with Jeff Horn because he, he took Manny Pacquiao's strap, but you got Sean Porter, Danny Garcia, Errol Spence, Keith Thurman, Guys like that, and I mean, even though Kell Brook is damaged, yeah, maybe he could heal up and he'll still be a problem for some guys. But when it comes down to it, there's a lot of competition at 147. And I'm not so sure if Bud Crawford moves up there yet. Maybe have one more fight, depending if they want to do this Garcia thing right now at 140. Who knows? 
we'll see how it goes down. But definitely, I was ready to give full credit to Inongo, and, and and as much as I said about I I let Willa know at the end of last week's show that this shit's gonna be a one-sided affair. I would have said the same thing if Terrence Crawford lost and said, God damn, I didn't expect that. But Ndongo got that work. Another one bites the dust. But let's get to the preview of what's going on this weekend. We got a loud Irishman who's been ripping off a guy who gets criticized for being flamboyant, outspoken, a lot of negative, a lot of negative narratives for what Floyd Mayweather has been doing for the last few years, last decade, with the money Mayweather persona coming out to the Mexican flag on Cinco de Mayweather, which people think is a troll move. I find it as him showing respect to the heritage of the boxing fans that are paying to watch him on that night. But I like to think outside the box. Now we know if Mayweather's in a pay-per-view fight. Maybe more than half, maybe maybe seventy percent of who's buying his fights. If you're not a fan of the opponent, such as when he had fights with the bum like Robert the Ghost Guerrero, shout out to that man's career, R.I.P. Or fighters like that, you're probably buying Floyd Mayweather's fights just to see him. Well, you know he's not going to lose, but you're probably just seeing a fight for him to get punched at least. At least to see Floyd get hit real nice, real proper one time. And when Maidana gave you a cut for the first time in his career in the fight that they called The Moment, which is a joke, headline name, but when that fight happened and Maidana was throwing 100 punches per round and doing that, I'm sure people got their money's worth and they could uh, somehow push a false narrative of Floyd Mayweather Somehow losing that fight just because it was an interesting fight, but which, you know, real boxing heads know was the three rounds. Uh, three rounds were given to Maidana in that first fight, and the second fight that happened was a complete joke. But basically what I'm saying is that a lot of people out there that hate Mayweather's style will love Floyd Mayweather's style coming this weekend because I think he's going back to, back to pretty boy Floyd. Boxing fans out there who know what the fuck we're talking about knows that pretty boy Floyd Mayweather, he used to go hard, toe-to-toe. Ask Arturo Gatti about a five-punch combination that that fucked his whole shit up. Pretty boy Floyd Mayweather was a goon in the ring, willing to get dirty. The Grand, Rip, the Grand Rapids Michigan fighter that we all expected. Once it came to the Money Mayweather persona, like I said before, we live in the what-have-you-done-for-me-lately world. And what have you done for me lately, Floyd? You got a boring fight with Pacquiao, and you had a boring fight with Andre Berto. You had a boring fight with Robert the Ghost Guerrero. I want to see Floyd Mayweather versus Ricky Hatton, which I expect to happen this weekend. I expect times two Floyd Mayweather versus Ricky Hatton. I expect Floyd Mayweather and Victor Ortiz to happen. I expect Floyd Mayweather to take care of business against Conor the Clown McGregor, the Don, as he calls himself, the Donkey, as I call himself. He's a fucking donkey who's been ripped off his whole, his whole persona and made a muck off of it in which the double standard in, in combat sports comes out to play more so than ever. Conor McGregor does things that Floyd Mayweather does. They say that he's just confident. Floyd Mayweather, on the other hand, 
you could say he does things that Connor did, and they'll say, oh, he's arrogant. He's a prick. But we know what time it is at the outside of the boxing podcast. We don't have to go in depth because we read between the lines. We see through the mist. We know what time it is at all times. But Willa, preview, Mayweather McGregor. There's that guy, Brandon Schaub, that I was telling you about, the the, the MMA commentator um, who was on the Showtime crew during the whole press deal. He's looking to bet $100,000 with Max Kellerman that not only Conor McGregor wins a round, but wins multiple rounds. And also, if the fight ends by knockout, it won't be by knockout of Floyd Mayweather. It'll be by knockout of Conor McGregor. People are really buying into this. Even Patty, Patty Cronin's boy, Jason Quigley, solid boxer, a guy that thinks that Conor McGregor is going to knock out Floyd Mayweather, a boxer in the sport who is buying into this bullshit and why does he think Connor's going to win? Because he has an Irish heart and Irish blood. Exactly. You need more than that to beat Floyd Mayweather. Connor McGregor says that he's a he's a 170-pound Irish gorilla who's going to knock Floyd's head off and play football with it. And that he's going to come running at Floyd Mayweather with bricks in his hand, and that's how he's going to win. So wait a minute. Floyd Mayweather, they're acting like Floyd Mayweather just stumbled upon 49 wins. Oops, I got 49 wins? How'd this happen? And they're acting like you got to rush Floyd Mayweather with bricks in your hands to beat him? Where was the game plan from all 49 fucking pro athletes, top contenders, that had, that had been in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. They want to say Floyd's ran from people. Floyd hasn't beat nobody. Floyd has taken advantage of people. Floyd Mayweather has brittle hands. All this bullshit. Floyd washed out the division. Beat everybody. But people don't want to respect it because of the society we live in today. And that shit is foolery to me, complete foolery. And I'm not the biggest Floyd Mayweather fan in the world, but I respect what's been done. I don't give a fuck who Floyd would have been fighting. You show that man respect. For a guy to come in and say that he's fighting 125-pound sparring partners and you're going to come in at 170 and that's how you're going to beat him with bricks in your hand, how much do you think? How much do you think that Canelo weighed on fight night, looking silly as shit, swinging at ropes? Conor McGregor is in for a rude awakening. We like to mention things that are a guy biting off too much that he could chew. Conor McGregor definitely sliced off too much than he can chew. And he's going to, I predict, not saying my prediction from this fight, because I'll save it after I get Willis rebuttal. I predict that Conor McGregor, not only will retire from combat sports after this fight, I predict that little bitch will go back to UFC if he doesn't retire with his tail tucked in between his fucking legs. And all those people out there, the Uriah Fabers, the I don't even know the rest of these clowns' names because they're all in the $1,000 business. 
And when they're in the $1,000 business, you can't talk shit about the million-dollar business, and which is boxing. We are the top dogs in combat sports, and we've been the top dogs, and we're going to be the top dogs. You know why? Because we fucking make fighters, and we progress forward, and we build up, and we make big fights in the boiling pot. UFC, Bellator, I don't know what the other one is, but you're talking about guys who are in the $1,000 business. I've seen a fighter recently from UFC doing a GoFundMe just to pay for his fucking camp. It all starts with Dana White, of course. Dana White pockets all the money. He tells everybody what to do. And in boxing, when you have a guy who decides to make a fight that is cringeworthy from his team, it shows how much ball somebody has, such as Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman saying, yeah, let's do this. Such as Anthony Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko saying, yeah, let's do this. Such as Deontay Wilder saying, either Joshua or Luis Ortiz, let's do this. We will sign on the dotted line willingly to make a good fucking fight for the people. We're not going to be pushed forward by some scumbag who's taking our entire paycheck like Dana White, that no good, no lip having, cue ball head motherfucker. This is what makes the sport different. Anybody in UFC can knock somebody down. Shit. If you can knock somebody down in boxing and jump on top of them, do you know how many fights would be stopped? People's heart would not be raided. Because in boxing, when someone gets knocked down, that's when a man's mannerism is tested. That's when a man shows if he's got cojones, if he's just got, if he's got balls that he swings over his shoulder and say, you know what, I'm going to get up and I'm going to give this guy the work. Yeah, he got me. Shout out to Andre Ward. Got knocked down by a, what, what most people would say the most dangerous man in boxing at the time. Got up and won the fight. That shows heart. That shows balls. That shows what champions are made of. Yeah, you get knocked down, so fucking what? Get up and see what's going down. In MMA, somebody gets knocked down, you could jump on top of them like Brock Lesnar and do rabbit punches. And you hear that fucking corny-ass Goldberg, whatever his name is, saying, and it's all over. No one gives a shit about that. Whenever someone's on the ground... Anyone could finish somebody. Anyone. But when someone's on the ground and you're looking over the top of them and saying, do you want to get up and continue to get this work, big fella? Or do you want to stay down there and hide behind your shield? This is boxing, folks. And I'm getting very passionate about this right now because this fight right here is going to get a lot of hype. This fight is going to get, make a lot of money at the gate. This fight is going to make a lot of money pay-per-view-wise. But when it comes down to it, Floyd Mayweather's training, and Conor McGregor's still learning how to box. So D. Willow Wilson, after all that, how are you feeling about this fight, my man? Oh, man, I'm, I'm very excited for the fight. Um, I, won't, I won't lie to you. Like you said, I was in Vegas this weekend. Um, with my shirt off, like probably seventy percent of the time, um, you know. But <laughs> everywhere you just had, you just had uh, Mayweather 
uh, McGregor, Mayweather McGregor. That's what you hit the club. They're like, hey, Mayweather McGregor, who y'all got? You know, uh, every club they did the same thing. Everywhere we go, uh, everywhere we went. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm getting hype. Um, I'm definitely going to have a little fight party at the crib. Uh, maybe maybe turn it into a karaoke night after that. And um, I think this is a good event. Um, but uh, you're right. McGregor's learning how to box while um, uh, Mayweather is sharpening his sword. You know, he's our, you know, he's ready, getting ready for war. So it, I'm going to be looking for the easy work. And if it, if, if it is easy work, it will still taste sweet. You know, this is going to be a victory for boxing. You know, it's going to be a, big, a, big, uh, a victory for America, you know. So, and we need, and, and with everything that's going on in the world, we need somebody that can bring America together. And Floyd Mayweather, whooping Conor McGregor's ass, should bring America together because he's doing this for America. He said it plenty of times. He's representing the USA, and I might put on my uh, my my flag shirt that night, uh, my uh, American flag glasses. Um, and, and watch Floyd Mayweather just put on a boxing clinic. <clears throat> like you said, 49, 49 other fighters tried it. You know, um, 49 other fighters, real fighters, have tried. You can't just, you're not going to just go and pull out a tack Floyd Mayweather and think you're going to drop him. That ain't going to work. And I have, I, I, I'm also, you are right. We're hearing hints of pretty boy Floyd. He's saying he's going to give the, he's going to get in there and give the people what they want to see. Is the is that going to happen? I don't know. You know, he's selling the fight. I'm not really sure that will happen. But if it does, uh, that would be wonderful. So it's going to be easy work. I don't, you know, every people are down in the fight. ESPN was doing their best job. I don't know if you saw any of the sports center, but they had a whole little thing on how. You're so you're. It's like cigarettes. Um, Mayweather versus McGregor is like cigarettes. You know, it, you know it's bad for you and it isn't any good and it's trash and all blah blah blah. But you're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they were like they were doing their best. Like the guy, uh, the commentator at the end of the fight. You know, he went out on a. Oh no, it was was it Teddy Atlas? He went on a, a, a long to uh, the Willie. Uh, he went on a long uh, ramble about um about how crap the fight was. So, you know, they, they're doing their best to, to shit on the fight, and that's making me want to watch it more, you know. So I'm very excited for this. It's going to be a great event weekend. Everybody get your um, get your popcorn ready because it's going to be a big show. Get your fucking popcorn ready, man, for real. Like, I know I was kind of just sounding sour about it, but don't get it twisted. Like, I'm really hyped for this fight. I, more so hyped just to shut people up. It seems like I don't know what fucking world people live on, but it seems like for whatever reason people are believing that Connor has a chance, especially with the Pauli Malinaji footage that leaked out recently. They're thinking if that left hand that is not a sparring left hand lands on Floyd, he's gonna be in trouble. I recently listened to Joe Rogan's uh 999th episode with Brendan Schaub which we mentioned the guy that was the UFC guy on the the Showtime crew. And it's foolery. A man like Joe Rogan, who should know 
about Floyd Mayweather's work. He knows the history of boxing. He he definitely uh, definitely knows his history of boxing when it comes back to the 80s and 90s. But for him to speak on the fact of the matter that if Conor McGregor does this or if they allow back or if they allow spinning back fists or elbows, it's just foolery. We're already moving the eight ounce gloves, and for these guys, it just doesn't matter. There was also fake news that came out. Fake news. Fake news alert, ladies and gentlemen. That Floyd Mayweather had got knocked out by Zab Judah in sparring two days ago. By the way, whoever reported that had 17 followers and 14 tweets on Twitter. Forget the name of that clown. But it's just fake news that gets people hyped up. People that get hyped up for anything as long as it feels like Conor McGregor can actually win this fight. I don't believe in bullshit in which a lot of boxing movies kind of portray. You know, if you look at Southpaw, it was cringeworthy for me to watch that movie. Excellent Billy movie. Hope. Just, well, I mean, I, I, I wasn't a big fan of it because of the fact that this man was so he, – he was definitely self-destructive. And at the same time, people taking so many big shots and just going to – you know, come back off of, I, I'm a more so of a fan of Creed. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan and yeah. Sylvester Stallone. Excellent, um, movie. excellent movie, 100%. But I really don't see any way Conor McGregor wins this fight, Willa. I mean, if we have to speak on how, I mean, it, it's just not, I don't see it possible in any way, shape, form, or fashion that Conor McGregor wins this fight, other than Floyd Mayweather just so happened to be so rusty that he doesn't see a left hand coming from a mile away. Because let's not get it twisted. Conor McGregor's money shot is not from a right hand. Maybe in UFC against bums like Eddie Bravo or Chad Mendez or whoever these guys are. It's not going to happen against Floyd Mayweather. He was he he's posted a picture recently looking chopped up, looking like a young Mayweather. It doesn't look 40 years old at all. Right. But if there's any way, any way we could think of or have to think of and dissect from this fight, from the whole entirety of it, if there's a way Conor McGregor can win and which will make people a lot of money if you're betting on it. Because we know right goddamn now Connor's not winning if it goes to the cards. I don't even think he can make the fucking cards. We're talking about a guy who ran from Nate Diaz in the entire fifth round, fourth round, or whatever it was in UFC, which are 25 minutes, five-minute rounds. This time you're going 12 rounds, homie. Three minutes, you get a break in between. Sometimes you get to the eighth round, tenth round, and you realize you only got six minutes left to go in the championship rounds. But those six minutes, shit, let's say you make four minutes. Let's say you make five minutes and you only got one minute to go. Let's say you take one big shot that rattles your fucking cage. That will seem like the longest 60 seconds of your entire life when it comes to boxing. And you don't have your entourage there. You don't have your corner there. Nobody can save you. You're going 12 rounds, homie. This ain't no five-round fight. Yeah, they put two minutes extra in UFC. Whatever. 
But 12 rounds, championship level, there's just no way in hell I see Conor McGregor going the distance. There's no fucking way. Even with Floyd Mayweather being questionable about him gunning for the kill, giving the fans what they want to see, making up for the Pacquiao fight, as he mentioned, I don't see it going the distance. I see this fight ending by stoppage. And, I mean, it's an easy pick for me saying that my prediction, I'll put it out there right now, I predict Floyd Mayweather to stop him in four rounds because he's going to get frustrated with not doing shit. I have an 80% chance of Floyd Mayweather knocking him out in four, 90% chance him knocking him out in six, and 10% chance Conor McGregor disqualifies himself by getting frustrated and doing dirty tactics. Floyd already mentioned him as being a dirty fighter, but will it? If there's any way Conor McGregor could win the fight that we have to just put out there for the fans, how how can he win? How could he beat the last the best fighter in the last 18 years? What the fuck can he do differently that no one else has done if we're trying to sell this shit? Well, the best the the best selling point, which is uh you know it is a fact that Conor McGregor is young and he's in his prime. He's bigger and he's stronger. So there is. We just saw Jeff Horn beat Pacquiao just by Salino right, and right. his sort of, you know, by wrestling them, you know. So if he gets in there and he wrestles oh, yeah. them and he just manhandles them, that's the only way he can win. He's not going to outbox them. So the only way he can win is if you know Floyd is older. He is older and. You know, he just wrestles the old little guy around and, you know, beats him up like that. So, you know, that's the only way he can win. There's not any – that's the only way. So, if that's books. By a ragdoll. And that ain't – yeah, and that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But uh, before, before I make my prediction that you want to get to – we got to see if Janelle's still on. Janelle wanted to make his prediction, and we've got to call out to out the two eight one that uh, on the line. What you talking about, RC? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's go to the two eight one real quick. Let's see what they're talking about because I know how Janelle feels about this fight. He's not very impressed with this fight at all, so I know how his prediction might go. So let's go to the two eight one. See what they're talking about, and then we'll go to my my man, the ambassador, the ambassador to sell blog, Janelle and how he feels about this fight and what's going on. Because I'm real curious to hear how his prediction is going to go. If I'm saying it's going to end in, in four, possibly six at the most, and then we will get this caller's view, we'll get Janelle's view, and then I can't wait to hear your view neither, my man. So let, let's see what they're talking about. 281, you're on the out, uh, Outsiders Boxing Podcast. What's up? Uh, uh, well, thank you for welcoming Mr. Willer. I don't know if you recognize the voice or not. Jerry sounds like my man Jerry Garcia, a guy. Who, you are correct, sir. Cooney oh, Country. Uh, yeah, a guy <laughs> who questioned, a guy who questioned why Crawford was so was so happy that he just became the undisputed um, uh, champion. He didn't understand that. He didn't understand what what that was all about. About Crawford, you said? Oh, blast! Oh, blast! <laughs> Yeah, All right, well, a couple things. Why... What's up? Yeah, What's ahead. up, my man? Ahead, Talk sir. to me, bro. What's up? No, no, no. Tell us, no, what you feel. Tell us how it is. All right, well, about the McGregor fight, I
I definitely don't think he's getting KO'd within four. And uh, there's there's a stipulate. I, I read up on the contract, and if he does anything whatsoever, like outside of boxing rules, he can be sued 75%. to where he'll lose more. He'll be sued to be where, where he can lose more than his purse. Like it would be completely detrimental to everything that he, about him if he were to if he were to pull some dumb shit like like you were saying. Um, I can. It's just hard to see his stoppage, just because I think Mayweather's so old, and I just think he plays he'll play it as safe as possible, unless he sees Connor just being just the easy target that I expect him to be, even being a big MMA fan. But I, I, I think it's gonna go the distance. I really do. But I wouldn't be shocked at a, at a late knockout. But at four rounds, four rounds is is crazy to me. He he won't gas in four rounds. It's not about gassing. It's not about gassing. It's about the type of shots he could take. He took a sloppy punch uh, from Nate Diaz and got rocked. A sloppy punch from Nate Diaz and got rocked, which which basically he went to a, his a wrestling type of fight with Nate Diaz, which you don't want to go to the ground with that man. And you're talking about yeah, a it, sloppy it punch. Even talk, yeah. Floyd Mayweather throws Nate, sharp punches. No, I, I totally agree. I I, I just I think that he's going to come out. Mayweather's not going to have his, that style figured out. It's it's kind of like if you ever hoop and you hoop with horrible people, you play down to their level for a little bit. Whereas if you hoop with like good people, you're going to play at a better level. So I, I don't think Mayweather can just come out and and do impose his will initially just because of the unexpectedness that Conor McGregor brings to the boxing ring. So one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's the only thing that that's the only chance that Connor has to win the fight is to just completely like just shock Mayweather with something that he's never seen before. But Mayweather's too smart of a fighter; he'll be ready for anything and everything. He's gonna download everything that Connor McGregor does in the first two rounds, and once he figures him out, we'll see how Floyd fights. If he really right. is gonna fight the way he's talking about. We'll see what happens within the third and fourth round. That's why I say fourth to six. But um, I, I can I can see six at the earliest, and then and then the most likely in the tenth when he's gassed and he's just taking a beating because he could take a punch. I mean, I've seen Nate knock out a lot of people with that one too. I mean that's I mean Nate's Nate's a I mean he's a sloppy MMA boxer, but he's still very effective. Um, and he and he and he hit him with shots, and he was gassed. He 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 went all out against Nate, and I think that's that one too, just made him even extra gassed, and he was able to finish him. And I, I just I in boxing, I I've seen Mayweather, I've seen many people take rounds off. I don't know if Connor's skilled enough to to do that, but even I, you remember that Berto interview when he talked about Mayweather. He said every time that they would clinch, he would he would hear Mayweather take deep breaths and like look up at the clock, and he was completely aware of what was going on at all times. Connor's not ready for something like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that, I mean, that's pretty much all I got to say. I, I predict a twelve-round unanimous decision, Floyd Mayweather, just like all of his fights, and it won't be that entertaining except for the first three rounds against a novice, though a novice, a man who's never been in championship rounds. We're gonna go twelve rounds. Hey, hey. Hey, the greatest, full credit motor, the greatest self-promoter of all time, Conor McGregor. <laughs> I mean, you can't deny it. A zero-and-zero zero boxer just talked himself into a $100 million boxing match. Nobody's ever done that. No, no, definitely. We're talking about history with the Crawford fight. 
And this will be, regardless if we like it or not, this will be history. Two combat oh. sports colliding, and nobody else in MMA could have done it besides Conor McGregor. 100% agree with you on that. I mean, I agree. Yeah, totally. Nobody could do it other than Conor McGregor. So, and probably I, after this fight, I don't think anybody else will be able to do it. No way. No. McGregor again, maybe, just because, I mean, I think a Polly McGregor fight is, has to be in the works after all the shit's gone down. I guess people would watch <laughs> yeah. that. I don't know if Conor ever fights in the yeah. UFC ever again, honestly. No, no, no. That's another one, too. I mean, you're coming off a $100 million plus fight. I think if the if the, if <laughs> sales go to a certain amount, then he will be able to get that $100 million plus, which obviously is gonna, the sales are going to be there. If it hits but, $4 million, he's going to make seventy five. If it, if it hits $4 million, he gets 10% of the pay-per-view. The UFC gets his other 10%, so he'll... He'll make, he'll clear a hundred million if they sell four million pay per views. Man, I mean, yeah, that's not, yeah. Four, I mean, that sounds good. That sounds good and all, but Mayweather's making how much? You know, so we're pumping oh. this guy up for oh. hundred. The other guy, yeah, but is how, the guy how long that's really make, making how long the fight? It, it took Mayweather twenty years to make hundreds of millions. It took Connor four or five max. Oh. And he's That's not even a boxer. Is. I guess he fights. I mean, I mean, he's fighting. He's fighting. Supposed he's fighting the guy successful. that made the million. So it it, it, right. it isn't about Conor McGregor. It's about Mayweather and Al Heyman getting uh, Floyd Mayweather some easy work. Looking at a guy who talks a lot of shit but has L's on his record. Um, looking at a guy that talks a lot of noise. And looking at a, a, a white guy, an Irish guy, something that they can build on, they can uh, put every you know everything that fight uh, that uh, fighting and boxing and combat is about, put that together. So it's not just about McGregor; it's about the most hated man in sports, and that's Floyd Mayweather. We're giving this guy credit. It, that was Floyd reaching down to this guy who I've always said is one of Floyd's kids. Who's who's done everything Floyd like? This guy, he, he likes this guy. I believe they're they're cool. He reached out. He was like, "Hey, I I need a way to make three hundred million dollars. I think you are the I guy need that you that to make three hundred million dollars." Is what you meant to say. But he doesn't so need he You want oh. to make this money? Who else could he fight? He could have got Pacquiao. He could have got Pacquiao. Come on, bro. You know that. He, you want to know he couldn't fight Pacquiao and make this kind of money. He fought for free oh, on ESPN last year. Come on, bro. You fight Terrence you know Crawford Kermit, Triple G's. You know the Kermit Sorry. the Frog <laughs> meme that's out there? You know the Kermit the Frog meme that's out there? I'm not going to watch where the McGregor. Uh, I'm not going to watch the Mayweather. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's where he's got the little the little hood on, like a, a, a Sith from, from uh, Star Wars. Where it's like I'm not gonna watch Mayweather versus Pacquiao again, but deep down inside, we all know damn well if Pacquiao <laughs> fought Mayweather again, we'd all pay to watch that man. I mean, the, the uh, shoulder issue—we're not sure if it's true, but I think that it would still make a lot of money if four, they were to fight million. each other again. You think you think four million pay-per-view buys? Easily? No, no, not four million. No, not four no. million, but they're pushing. No, no, not a four million. No, definitely not. It, but what, they would what definitely it, reach a million. Good? Would it do as good as Mayweather versus McGregor? No, 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 it wouldn't. 
No, 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 no. Exactly. That's that's my point. Mayweather needs but, McGregor but hold on. to make my this man, kind of money. No, if you if but you no, say that though, kind of the, so hold on, hold on, RC. You're saying and conversely too, Connor needs on, Mayweather. Hold on, hold on. He doesn't need him. He can make. You saying that kind of money? What does that kind of money mean? So that kind of money means to me, if you make uh three hundred million, it are three. Yeah, you make three hundred million, or you make. Two hundred and twenty million—that's the same type of money to me. You see what I'm saying? So he can make the most. Yeah. So he can so he can reach down to other people and make that kind of money. He's gonna make his maximum against the guy from USC, and and, he, and he's gonna get his payback. Nobody ever talked I mean, about look at his when last this guy fight. like James Tony went out there. His last fight was with Birdo. Above. What about Birdo? He didn't get three hundred million for Birdo. In a farewell fight that nobody cared about? I, I didn't say 200,000 people say, bought that fight. I didn't say anything about Birdo. I said people that no, you can fight saying. to make that type of money. But but that has nothing to do with Birdo, has nothing to do with this art, what we're talking about. I'm talking about people that he can reach down and make that kind of money. His name is Manny Pacquiao. His name is Manny Pacquiao. He could have chose him. And that shit Manny Pacquiao. He chose him because it was easy work. The shit, shit ain't never sell, man. That ship is sailed. I promise you. What if That'd he was like gonna Randy, fight? What if he was gonna fight? What if he was gonna fight Canelo? What if Canelo that, like that, you know? That would be an option. What if that was Canelo? That could be another big money, a rematch with Canelo, right? I think Canelo looks a lot True. different than he did. I think the that's first, the only, first fight that he had. That's the only and other one that I, I can. This guy. What may with us in this guy? Hey, can we? Yeah, get but Canelo? he don't want to see Canelo right now at this stage of his career. No, that's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> it might be for another day, or it might be another class and session. I'm not sure, but I think I probably have to roll with the guy who's been proving it here and there. I mean, Canelo, he's definitely took advantage of the rule set that he's got going on. You know, a guy comes in at a light heavyweight come fight night and knocking out little dudes like Amir Khan. Maybe he might think that's the recipe. Just like Conor McGregor thinks, if he comes in at 170, that's going to be the recipe, thinking he's going to be an Irish gorilla against Floyd Mayweather. I mean, if you want to put on that much weight and thinking that power is going to save your ass, you're going to gas out. And we already know Conor McGregor's gassed out plenty of times. A guy who spent $600,000 on conditioning for a fight with Nate Diaz, a guy who we all know that he's worked out with Andre Ward, and he has above average level in UFC when it comes to boxing. And if you look at guys in UFC who are above average, um, you know, you can name definitely Nate Diaz. You could, Conor McGregor is definitely a, a flag, a catalyst of what's been going on through there. And a guy uh, uh, you probably know with Cody Garbrandt, a guy who's been taking dudes' tops off with the hands. But when it comes down to it, I think that Conor McGregor's chin is very questionable. A guy who got stunned by an ugly punch, and I just can't get that out of my mind. I can't get that out of my mind, him getting stunned by Nate Diaz and just completely abandoning his game plan and ultimately doing something uncharacteristically that gave him an L and which everybody thought that was going to be an easy win. Conor McGregor, I'm not mad at the guy. For what he's done in his career, it's smart business-wise. And, shit, I'm a Miguel Cotto fan, so you know I'm down with the business standpoint of it. So, uh, hey, he made himself the commodity that he is to come into this fight and make this amount of money for something that's never been seen before. 
And that's ultimately what it is at the end of the day. This is something that's never been seen before. So whatever the fucking pay-per-view sales are, whatever they're going to be, the majority of these pay-per-view sales will be by the UFC fans. 70%, maybe more, will be UFC fans who think that this will be the passing of the torch. This will be the groundbreaking event. This will be the, 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 the fucking guy who's been proving everybody wrong in their sport to come over here, cross over, and take out a guy who hasn't fought in over a calendar date of 457 days or something like that. You want to talk about ring rust for Floyd Mayweather, but I don't see it happening. Definitely don't see him going the distance. But if it does, my man, you get all the credit in the world, and I will definitely put it out there. Even if Connor gets lumped up looking like Andre Berto did against Robert Guerrero, like he couldn't see out of both eyes, lumped up towards the end, that won't be impressive enough. For this shit to go past six rounds is a disrespect to boxing. For Floyd to go in there with a novice, an amateur, a guy coming out, with techniques loosening his arms, looking like some clown shit. Hashtag the McGregor challenge. Throwing hooks in media workouts that look like complete foolery. But we know that power can't be questioned, and we all know that in combat sports, everybody's got a puncher's chance, right? But when it comes down to it, we are talking about the cream of the crop. Unless Floyd Mayweather has decreased that much since the Berto fight. I mean, shit, the only thing I think that people could bank on is saying these eight-ounce gloves. If Floyd Mayweather lands a, a, a flush shot on Conor McGregor's solid Irish, thick, arrogant, full-of-himself skull, that they, they got a bank on Floyd Mayweather breaking his fucking hands. But I mean, man, well, let's go to let's go to Janelle, man. Let's see what the ambassador of Cell Block has got to say about this, because he's a man who's involved in the mixed martial arts sport, which I don't want to disrespect. But at the same time, when you're talking about levels, there's got to be a difference in comparison on levels. Well. So my man Janelle, talk to me, man. What's what? What do you think about this fight? I know you're not the biggest fan of this fight. I know you're thinking that these guys are working together, and it's a complete, it's a complete job for the fans. And maybe there should yeah, be an asterisk on Floyd's fiftieth win. But how do you see this fight going down? Not only how do you see this fight going down, but on a caveat of that, if Conor McGregor wins this fight, which is out there is fuck to think. But how on earth can Conor McGregor beat the best fighter in the last 18 to 20 years of boxing? Tell me, Janelle. Well, one, that's not happening. Okay, let me speak on the Conor McGregor. I mean, I'm the guy just mentioned how it took him 20, about how he's making 100 million quickly before Floyd did or whatever. It took for like, like oh, so much years, X amount of years to make this much money. Um, also, um, okay, Conor McGregor's only going to get like 40% of that. Oh, 30%, somebody like that, 100 million. Uh, most of that money is going to Dana White. Most of that money is going to him, uh, from what I understand. Um, also, uh, Dana White's also going to regret letting Conor McGregor go through this fight um, in the boxing. 
I say that because Conor McGregor is going to feel like he's too big for the UFC. He's going to feel like he's worth a stick of the pie, in which he mentioned after he beat uh, Alvarez. He felt like, like he deserved a piece of the pie sticking the company because like he brings so much money to the company. And he's going to get too big-headed. I mean, already big-headed as it is. But I really see Conor McGregor really creating his own promotion after this. And and they might rival the UFC. I see him bring like, a lot of European fighters over. And uh, I think Dana White's going to regret it. He's going to regret letting Conor McGregor do his fight because, like, I mean, he's just going to feel like he's too big for the sport or too big for the UFC brand. And, and we all know how Dana White's got a bigger ego of himself. So it's just like, those guys are already clawed from what I understand. It was already clinching there. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. Like, uh, definitely, um, if if Canelo beats Triple G, that could definitely be a $100 million payday for Floyd. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some guy just uh, chimed in and mentioned about how like, uh, like, uh, Floyd needs McGregor. I don't think so. If Canelo beats Triple G, especially not Triple G, the way I'm predicting him to stop Triple G on body shots, that's, that could be a $100 million payday. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't think he needs Conor in that aspect. Um, also, talking about the fight itself, I really see Floyd, it's going to go later rounds. Uh, Floyd's going to knock him out, but he's going to play with him. He's going to play with him. Out of Floyd's defense, he's going to get him to gas himself out. He's going to look foolish. Conor's going to look real foolish on the little dancing, uh, dancing uh, uh, ridiculous moves, and Floyd's just going to make a miss. He's going to make a miss and make a pay. And he's going to intentionally take the fight probably to the 10th round before he finally finish him off. I see Floyd just playing with the guy for a while, giving the, guy, uh, giving the crowd his money's worth. But but in reality, he's going to be hitting him with body shots, which is going to be breaking him down. And then he's going to finish him off in the later round. I see the fight going just like that. You know what I mean? Floyd is not knocking the guy on four rounds anymore. I mean, those days are over. But, you know what I mean? He's going to make Conor look like a fool. Conor will look like a fool against Floyd. I mean, Floyd, I mean, people will just forget it how incredible that man's defense is. I mean, I'm not forget, but, I mean, in the ring, whatever, you just see how, you know, just, I mean, you just got to see, like, how skilled the man really is. I, I, I mean, speak to anybody that's been in the ring with him, they'll have to tell you the guy's, like, he, he's, he's 100 times more skilled in the ring than you see on TV. He's way more skilled defensively, so it's like, I'm kind of not going to crack it. I don't see it happening. Anybody seen that kind of lands a big left, it's going to change Floyd's life. I'm mean, Canelo Alvarez punches way harder than McGregor. Man, she, way harder. Oh, like, oh, Madonna does also. I'm, I'm sure Andre Berto does. You know what I'm saying? Conor McGregor, I mean, everybody's talking about the whole, the whole part of my logic clip. Let's not forget how big um, he is compared to Umar Nazi, how big he is. And not to mention, he that little one clip, but it was like 12 rounds he went. Why did he up a 12 rounds? I mean, all they showed was that one clip. A but they just a clip out of 35 minutes. It, Exactly. If he really dominated Paul Mahaji for 12 rounds, Dana White would have easily released that clip. He would have. Why? Because that's marketing. You know that's marketing. Dana White says Dana White says it was 12 old Connor. <laughs> exactly. If that was the case, that whole video would be on the air display right now just to sell the fight. Right. If that right. was true. So I'm not buying that shit. I'm not, I'm not buying that. Shit. I know how the whole marketing thing goes. You sell the without mistake, and the sizzle was that quick. Although. Uh, uh, a video soundbite clip. You know, I mean, that's all it was. I mean, oh, yeah, if yeah, he yeah. really dominated the twelve rounds, that whole shit would be on there, on display. Is after Floyd lost that that little small on uh, uh, fight to um Scott, uh, Paul Spider four, you could find that whole video. You could find you could find that whole video easily. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on, man. If 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 that was the case, then White would have been released that shit to help sell the fight. You know what I'm saying? And keep in mind, 
and as far as Floyd getting knocked out, I think that was Floyd that just put it out there because the ticket sales aren't doing too good. And so, of course, uh, Floyd probably just masterminded right, that right. whole thing. I think he masterminded the whole thing. And what's crazy, Max Kellner even called it eventually. He even called it oh, weeks before it actually came out. Uh, and said eventually they're going to say about how oh, Floyd knocked out him sparring session. And then two weeks later, I swear to God, this is exactly what came out on the internet. I think Floyd masterminded that. He's behind the whole shit. Uh, both guys are in cahoots, if you ask me. I think Connor and Florida, if you watch that whole tour, it's it, certain things that was done. It was like, come on, Floyd never brought out a bag and put on a stand before. And then Connor got mentioned about how it's a school bag or whatever, and then Floyd opened it, and there was money in there, and then uh, Connor grabbed it. It was like not even 5000 hey, Come on, that shit was all it was all stays and choreographs. That's some WWE shit. It's just to help sell the fight. And, I mean, personally, I don't really dig that whole – I wasn't a force at first. As far as the whole tour, I was saying that that's going to be very competitive, and that's where it will be only competitive at is the little trash talking back and forth. But, I mean, both guys look foolish, if you ask me. I didn't really dig it, not one bit. I didn't dig even one of those tours. I mean, uh, uh, both guys trying to overdo themselves. Both guys have a better job of promoting fights, if you ask me. It's just that this was so damn scripted, and you could tell it was. It's why it didn't look good. I mean, Floyd did a better job when he promoted the uh, Ricky Hatton. He did a better job of promoting the Shane Mosley fight. I, mean, I actually enjoyed watching that uh, uh, 24-7 over Shane Mosley and Ricky Hatton and, and, and a few other guys. But this shit was just so damn staged. I'm kind of going to get a way better job. I felt this shit was scripted. So it was like I didn't I – I saw right through it, and, and I just didn't dig it at all. And both times. Man, I feel you. I, feel you. I haven't seen one episode of that shit. I already know what it is. Yeah. I mean, I watched like, the first two after that. I just couldn't watch them. Like, you saw the shit was staged and scripted. I mean, that was straight up that shit all day. All day. But like I said, the fight is so, I mean, Floyd's going to, he's going to toy with him. Like I said, he's going to toy with him. You know, he's going to stick whatever he wants. He's going to make Conor McGregor mess. He's going to frustrate him. And then McGregor's going to fuck the point after the fight. Oh, like, he didn't really come to fight, really. He just, he just used his defense. All he uses is defense. And, but Floyd's just going to make him look foolish. You know what I mean? He's going to carry the fight. Oh, so, 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 Connor, so Connor could walk away like, oh, he didn't really beat me, but he beat me. That type exactly. of thing. But I see Floyd still stopping. I got you. Same note, he's going to uh, make up some shit about how uh, Floyd wasn't really fighting. This. Uh, and, oh, that's nothing, too. They don't get fooled by McGregor coming out there throwing guns blazing because that's never McGregor's style. Even in the UFC, he, he's a counter puncher. If you watch the fight, Mendez, he's oh, yeah, a yeah, counter yeah. He's a counter puncher. You know what I mean? You know, he's that little stalker. I mean, you've never well, seen him. Well, once he was off his like, back against Mendez. <laughs> exactly. But, 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 like, if you watch Mendez, he was applying the pressure. He's a counterpunch. You watch the fight with Aldo. Aldo came in shooting at him, and then he stepped back and caught him with the left. He's a counterpuncher. Counterpuncher by nature. You watch every one of his fights, you'll see him counterpunching. He's never really aggressive unless he gets you hurt. And nobody's going to counterpunch. Right, right. But that's just not happening. So I don't think this is going to be, oh, I'm going to stalk him down. I'm going to hunt him down like a fucking bunny. I'm going to. That's not happening. That's not happening. That's over promotion. That's not McGregor style. You watch every UFC fight. He doesn't come out stalking guys unless they're hurt. Unless they're hurt or they really make a mistake, and then he does it. But, you know what I mean? He's a counter puncher. That's, what, that's his game. And, and you're not going to – and so this fight, I don't think it's even going to be exciting because of that. It's just not. I mean, Floyd, I mean – There it is. I'm not so long. And there it is. I'm there not going to Let me, let me, uh, Janelle, let me, let me get my, let me get my man Willis pick on this. You're 100% spot on. I feel what you're talking about, my man. I feel you 100%. I, however, I do think that the knockout will come early, but I got to get my prediction from my main guy, 
D. Willow Wilson, we've been talking about this fight for the last month and a half or some change since it got announced. You've been holding back your pick. A lot of people from the old podcast feel like if there's a black fighter in a fight against a different fighter of a nationality standpoint, you're going with the the hometown team, so to speak. But on this one, I feel like I'm excited. I want to know what you got to say for as far as your prediction standpoint. What do you think is going to happen in this fight, and how do you see it going down? Talk to me, my man. Hey, this is nothing here that I'm going to say that's uh... – that should be shocking. Uh, I'm not going to make some outrageous claim. I'm just going to say <laughs> pure facts on what we all know that's going to happen here. Conor right. McGregor is going to get that work. He's going to get work. It's going to be <laughs> easy work. And it's uh, I and I have Floyd knocking him out, making him quit. Not a TKO, making him quit. Not knocking him out. Just making him quit on a knee. I have him going out on the knee. TKO in the um in the uh tent. So that's what I'm going. That's what I put my money on in Vegas. Um knockout in the tent. Ooh. And I see it happen. I see easy work, a lot of body work, and then him getting the guy out of there. And then uh yeah. And then on to the next. On to the next, and there it is. You got a fourth-round prediction from me, sixth, if I'm giving a little bit of extra credit. Got my man Jerry Garcia talking about decision, Boyne Mayweather fight. Janelle, did he also predict a, a decision also? Did he think it was going to go that? No, I think he no. did. What did you think? I said Floyd and 10. Floyd and 10, okay. Also Floyd and 10 with Willa and 10. Only because we got to go that. I think Floyd's gonna toy with him, and you know, he's gonna toy with him off a few rounds before he finishes him off. You know what I mean, but 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 he's gonna drag it the tenth round. Okay, okay, there it is. And you know, a, a sad thing for me to on a, end the show with is Miguel Cotto against Yoshiro Kamagai. Why that will be in Inglewood, which I plan on going to with my family out there. But with the Mayweather fight being announced that day. It's just something I got to see. I got to see Connor quit. I got to see UFC fans zip their mouth, throw the keys away with the lock on top. I got to see that, man, regardless. Shout out to Miguel Cotto and the, the smartness of them doing the fight at HBO after dark because you have to do that shit later than the Mayweather fight. No way in hell you do it at the same time. Whoever's going to be at that fight, you'll get a good view of Melissa Cotto and them big old titties. Goose Melly Cotto on Instagram for those of you who might be under a rock. Miguel Cotto against Yoshiro Kamagai. And I always talk about the, 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 the Asian boxers that come over here, seen Kamagai fight numerous occasions. The tough guy, tough customer. I expect Miguel Cotto to beat the shit out of him, make him work for his paycheck, make him bleed for his paycheck, make him piss black and blood for his paycheck. I don't think it's a fight we really have to cover too much because it will be easy work, just like we're speaking on with the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Easy work. But this is a fight. Hey, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if we're playing boys to men next week. 
Man, Miguel Cotto's beat the shit out of him. Willis, stop that. He's going to beat the shit out of him. And if you want me to be real like you're talking about B-1000, Miguel Cotto's going to beat the dog shit out of him. And he might make uh, – the Asian might not quit. He might not quit, but I, I expect the doctor to stop it around 11 from being so lumped up and cut up. But that's what we'll say about that. 11th round stoppage for my boy, Ward Cotto. But, you know, we want to wrap it up. We've had a great show, giving respect to Terrence Bud Crawford for what he's done unifying the division. Floyd Mayweather about to put on for the boxing community against the UFC Cooney country. Great white hype. We are the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast. want to give thanks to everybody who called in. My main man, Willa, Janelle. We are RC from the Central California and we will be back next week to talk about it with Outsiders of Boxing Podcast. And we out, man. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.